Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is 93XRT. I'm Marty Rosenbaum, and right now I'm joined by Drew McGarry of GQ and Deadspin and in town today for a live taping of the Deadcast podcast tonight at Thalia Hall. Drew, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, glad to have you here. So you're in town doing a live podcast recording followed by the Bears and Seahawks Monday night football game. And yeah! There's a... Uh, a renewed excitement in Chicago that immediately went away when they blew the game to the Packers. Right. <laughs> I felt awful. You know what I did? I, I'm going to confess. All right, so they they went up, and when Rodgers came back on the field, I went to bed. Because I was like, look, you're either going to blow it, and I don't want to watch them blow it. Or or the or just be it'll just be a blowout and it'll just stay a bad game. But yeah. I didn't I, I didn't if the game turned good that would turn bad for me because I'm a Vikings fan but I hate the Packers. So you've had that sinking feeling before and we see Aaron <laughs> Rodgers yes. trot out down you know ten or more points in the fourth quarter. You know it's not going to end well. Yeah, well yeah, <laughs> yes I, I experienced a sensation just yesterday. It was it was <laughs> so much fun? But you guys tied. Yeah, but it didn't feel like no tie. <laughs> it did not feel like a tie when the when they're missing. Three field goals, and exactly. I want to die. Exactly. Well, I'm happy you're able to come in today because the venue that you guys are hosting your taping at tonight, Thalia Hall, is a newer music venue but an older building. And you're an avid music fan as well, something that you write about um, you know, fairly decently and then comment on Twitter too. So Love me some music. There's one one take since you're a take master that I want to get you on. Give me the take. What is your working definition of dad rock? Okay. I don't – I think it's – I think it has to be like – 20 years old at least 20 i think no i think yeah at least 20 like like i think right now like i don't think like lincoln park is dad rock yet okay i think it's gonna be dad rock soon but like like pearl jam and nirvana that's all dad rock now at don't this, you think i think so at this point I, th- I think it's i think it's 20 years and i you know it's also honestly i mean this it's this is very basic but if if dads like it there's then there's a problem. And like I sullied I sully the bands I like by patronizing them because I'm old and lame <laughs> and horrible. So so by definition, if I like your band, then you're already you're all, if you are not dad rock yet, you are well on your way to becoming dad rock. And that's a measure of success then. Well, it's it's just such a great <laughs> sign for you. I mean, who doesn't love rock these days? It's the hippest genre exactly. of all. Well, rock and roll, you know, used to have that edge. Yeah. Where people were jerks. For the sake of being jerks, and that's something you know I've encountered working here is people are really nice these days. They are a lot of rock stars, and it's almost like, where's the danger? Why aren't you spitting in my face right now? Do you think rock and roll has lost its edge at all? I mean, no. I think I think it's I think the onus is on you to find the good rock that you like now. It's not it's not as dominant as it was. Uh, It's and I think culturally it's it's it was surpassed by hip hop a long time ago. Yeah. And I think especially in terms of bravado and in terms of swagger, I think hip hop just has that over over rock right mm-hmm. now. I think there are bands that uh bands out now like the Struts and uh and still Queens that that still that have that edge. But you know, it's just it's just a different world. And but I I think rock can still exist in that world, but it's going to be it's going to be a chore for you. It's you know, it's going to take some effort on your part. You know, to go through your, you know, your Spotify browsing and, and make sure that you, you find bands you like. And it's, 
It's, you know, but it's easier than sifting through a record store than it was in my day, so. Exactly. Well, and even bands like Foo Fighters now, they still Foo Fighters are dad rock now. They are dad rock. You know what? I went went to a concert of theirs, and I went because I I really liked this band, The Struts, and they were opening for them. Mm -hmm. And I had seen the Foo Fighters and always liked them. But I was definitely like, I had sort of retired the Foo Fighters from my rotation. Okay. And and then I saw them live, and they were fantastic. They they played balls out for like two and a half hours, and it like flew by. It wasn't like when can I go take a potty break? Yeah, because you'll have that with rock concerts. Yeah, yeah. But they were really good, and I and I went back to my coworkers. And I was like, I saw the Foo Fighters, and they were great, and they're like, nice dad. <laughs> so you got crap for that? Of course I did. I was like, whatever, man. <laughs> we're still rocking forever. When Dave Grohl headbangs for two and a half hours, you can't give anyone crap for that. Yeah. I mean, it's a sight to see. I am I am absolutely Homer in the Homer Palooza episode. <laughs> well, you mentioned the Struts, and that's one band that you struck up a pretty decent relationship. And you wrote the liner notes for their album. I know. Coming up. How'd it, that come about? It is just a, it is literally a dream come true to, to sell all of my ethics out. Just so I can hang out with a band, it's yeah, so cool. I got to hang out on their bus once, and I felt so cool. And they and like the bassist gave me a beer, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> rock and roll, rock and roll, <laughs> rock and roll." So do you do you casually drop that when you're out in the audience watching their show, or are you just smoozing with people backstage who are saying the same exact thing? No, no, I, I no, I go to the show because my wife really likes them too, and so we go and we sing all and we sing along. Mm-hmm. We just really enjoyed the show. Just one one time, it was when they opened for the Foo Fighters. I got to go onto the bus and stuff like that, and okay. they're all incredibly nice guys. And they had a really nice story because they they're from England. They couldn't break in England. They came over here. Uh, they re-released their album with new tracks on it, their debut album, and they just toured their asses off, mm-hmm. just hitting every. I mean, they hit like the ball and cork in Delaware, like where we would like like a bar. I would go like when I'm on vacation. Like they'll play anywhere, and they would win over all these audiences because they're just so good live. And the lead singer Luke Spiller just like he knows how to make a crowd love him, and uh, and so I wrote about them. And they uh, they enjoyed the the post so much that that we sort of had a, a relationship from there. So I feel I feel very good having a relationship with a band. It makes yeah. me feel alive and happy. And that should give you extra dad points from there as well, right? Yeah, yeah and the new album's <laughs> terrific too. It'll be out in October. Yeah, so we're excited to hear that. Um, and there's a post that you wrote for GQ with Luke Spiller, the 21st Century Guide to Being a Rock Star. Yeah, that's right. Which was awesome because you still retain some of that edginess that we were talking about before, but you don't go to this over-the-top persona, just making it known the second you walk in that you're a jerk. No, no, you. I, I don't think so. I think, especially now, I just I just think it's a different world, and I think I think bravado and swagger can exist, but, you know, I, I think there's there's just a general coolness. It's 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 better to be cool than mm-hmm. to be a hot-headed D-I-C-K. You know I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, when I was growing up, my dad introduced me to bands like, you know, Frank Zappa, Jimi Hendrix, Talking Heads, who... At the time, I was like, all right, this is kind of weird. I don't know how much I enjoy this. Yeah, I hate Frank Zappa. <laughs> you hate Frank Zappa? I hate Frank Zappa. Oh, bummer. That's all right. You can That's, that's fair. We all have our own preferences. But, you know, how do, your, how do your kids react when you get really enthusiastic about a band? Like, you play them the Struts or Queens of the Stone Age. Do they just look at you and do they take it? Or No, my kids really like pop. My 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 daughter, my my oldest daughter and my older son like uh, they like the Struts. My son likes he likes Go with the Flow from que- by Queens of the Stone Age because mm-hmm. it was on a video game that he played, so he was very excited about that. And then my youngest son, who's six, if I put on my music, he gets angry and he starts screaming, like "Turn it off!" like within five seconds, and then I yell at him 
because I'm like, it's daddy's time for music. <laughs> and it's just a whole big, horrible thing. You think they're going to grow to appreciate it one day? Yeah, no, no, no. I, it depends. I mean, they do like bands. Like, the, my youngest son does like uh, the Black Keys and stuff like that. But also, mm. like, I appreciate pop more than I used to. You know, because like I grew up in the A's and I was like, pops for losers and wusses, you know, rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, but like I have a deep appreciation now for like if, if there's a good song by like the weekend that comes out, I I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. And that stems just from listening. Your kids listen to that all the time. Yeah, because there's no, you know, there's no self-branding in music anymore. You like what you like. And there's no there's no shame in that unless you like Nickelback. <laughs> Well, there's another, you know, this is this is something I'm not sure if you've covered before, but I, I need to get your take on it. Concert etiquette. You know, yeah. make, it, make a long question short. You know, what's a good way to enjoy yourself at a show to be rock and roll without being a jerk? I mean, I think the, I think the number one thing, I used to get peeved when people would take the phones out. I don't get mad at that anymore, but don't mm-hmm. record the whole concert. You know, like take yeah. a photo of them on stage or take like a 10 second clip of them rocking out or something like that. Yeah. But those, but don't do the whole show because it's gonna sound like garbage anyway. Yeah. Nobody's gonna want to watch it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any sense. It's just bad. Yeah. You know, the the band will will put something on YouTube from the soundboard anyway that'll sound a thousand times better than what you have. So just don't don't have the phone out for that long. Uh, don't you know, you know, use the bathroom if you gotta use the bathroom. Don't whiz on the floor. <laughs> you know, uh, and don't uh, don't mosh people who don't want to be moshed. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't you know. Don't go grabbing people. Oh, and the other thing is, you know, if it's general seating and people are sort of established in their positions, don't try to like, don't come, be giant come lately and try and knock me off of my mark and yeah. get in front of me. It's too late. Yeah. It's too late. You had your chance. If you want the spot, get there early. Yeah. If you want the spot, get there early. Don't don't knock me off because I'm going to assume the football stance and I'm going to be like Khalil Mack sitting there like, you will not, you will not unmoor me from my, from my anchorage. <laughs> so you're uh. That's an interesting point you brought up about cell phone usage. I thought the same thing, especially when you're dropping $150 on a concert ticket. I don't mind you taking out the cell phone, take a video, take a photo of the band. But if you're holding it up the whole time, that kind of ruins the whole experience. Yeah, I think it's draconian like when Jack White like bans phones forever and you got to check your phone Mm -hmm. at the gig and all that. I think that's stupid. But like I went and saw, I saw GNR at FedEx Field and it was a good concert. The dude in front of me was doing panoramic photos the whole concert. So he's standing in front of me with with the phone up. You know, going left to right and all. I'm like, you got enough photos. You got coverage. Just yeah. enjoy the stupid concert. How did he react to that? No, I didn't. I didn't say <laughs> that. I was thinking that in my brain. I was way too much of a coward to actually say that. <laughs> so, what about uh, going to a t- going to a show and seeing someone wearing a band's T-shirt at the show? Nerdy you know what? I I I know that's I know that's a party foul, so I don't do it. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Like, if I buy it at the merch stand. And I got carried around. Like, oh, I'll wear it. But I get it. People don't do it. But, like, I don't know. I, if I go to a football game and I wear my team's jersey, that's what you do. Right. I don't know why Rock's different. I don't see any difference between it, really. I don't, but it's the rule, and I don't want to, you know, I'm enough of a gullible dupe that I will succumb to peer pressure and not <laughs> do it. It is funny, though. You can, wear a, you can wear a T-shirt for another band, though. Right. It's like, I like this affiliated band, Well, too. and that seems to give you more street cred when you're at the show. It's like, oh, no, I'm not I'm not cool enough to actually wear this regular band shirt, but I like this other band that may be vaguely associated with them. Yeah. And turn to the person next to them, and all you get is like a thumbs up or maybe get the joint past you or something. You the know? other thing is the risk of the, uh, the merch stand, like, making sure it fits. Because, like, I've done, like, you know, you're drunk and you're you're in haste and you feel self-conscious trying on a shirt in front of people. <laughs> 
but then you get it home and it's like a baby tube top. <laughs> this is the wrong size. Why yeah, did I do awful. this? Or trying to get a giant poster and just carry it with you while finagling a beer at the same time. Right. Uh, so one of the one of the series that you're well known for online is your Haters Guide series, which you seemingly have a Haters Guide to everything at this point. Is yes. there one Haters <laughs> Guide that you haven't written that you're that you really want to write? No, they usually spring up organically, except for Williams Sonoma, which is just sort of an, an, it became an annual tradition. But apart from that, no, it's only going to happen if it just sort of comes up and it's naturally something to write about. I try not to be too strained about it. And, you know, honestly, like, I've been doing this so long, I think I've pretty much bitched about everything. <laughs> if there's anything think, left at this point. There may not be anything left. There's a lot. Of, I've picked a lot off the bone. Yeah, well, you know, your, your, your readers who have followed those types of series for these years on end at this point know what they're getting out of it. But I'm sure you get people who are reading it for the first time being like, what's this guy's deal? Why is he so angry at everything? You know, do you still get their response or are they pretty hip to what's going on at this point. We get that sometimes. Yeah, it's like, the best one are like the old biddies who are like, why'd you have to curse? <laughs> that's that's the num- that's the, the best funny complaint. Yeah. Like, wow, someone is swearing online. I can't believe it. <laughs> Do you have one complaint that's like really stuck with you for some reason? Mm, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but if you give me a minute, I'll, I'll try to think of one. That's but the, 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 the profanity police are always the funnest ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the best one, actually, when I do Wire Team Sucks, uh, for Deadspin, which is the breakdown of all the bad uh, NFL teams. The best is because I'm a Vikings fan, but I do it for every team, including my own. Mm-hmm. And when people get really mad about that, they assume I'm a fan of their rival team and that I only did it for, I only did the post for their team and their team alone. They're like, you must be a butthurt Bengals <laughs> fan. And they, they don't know I'm not. Well, you know, the whole reason you're in town tonight, like we mentioned earlier, is you're doing a live deadcast taping. Yeah. Value Hall tonight, 6 p.m. Tickets are available at deadspin.com. If you want to check it out, check Drew and his uh, co-partner, David Roth, will be doing a live taping before the show, followed by a watching of the Bears-Seahawks Monday night game. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, what what is your prediction on the Bears this year? Uh, I still think they're good. I know last week was really heartbreaking, but they're clearly better than they were a year ago. They have a better coach. Who cares? With Mac, Mac is just completely insane. He was he was completely as advertised last week. Yeah. So I think they win. I think they win the game tonight, and I it would not surprise me if they went five hundred or better. Okay. I think. I mean, it's a difficult division, but they're they're a good team. And the other thing is that the Lions stink. So they already have sort of. Uh, to me, they will not be in the basement. Okay. I don't think. I well, don't it's, think it, it, like I mentioned earlier, it's weird actually getting excited to watch football again because the Bears have been so bad the past right. five years. I mean, seemingly since '85, depending on who you ask. Right. Where, of which, course. You know, is a topic I don't want to go down because we'll be here for another this hour. town. <laughs> but you spent some time in Chicago earlier on. I grew up here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, five ages five to eight. So you've had some experience with Bears fans, Bears fans firsthand. Yeah. If you had five words to describe them, what would they be? Usually pleasant and drunk. I don't need five words. There pleasant and drunk. There we go. I just I and I was telling Roth about this. I I love Chicago and I it it's it's like I spent most of my childhood in Minnesota mm-hmm. where people are very nice, but it's like it's not the most pleasant nice. Like it, it wears on you after a while. Chicago has just enough causticness to sort of wipe that out. So people are nice, but it feels genuine. It's just always like a general good times vibe to the town that I always have enjoyed. Yeah. Plus, I can just eat all the wet Italian beef sandwiches <laughs> I can possibly get. My have you had on. some so far? Hell yeah. Okay, good. Hell yeah. I good. went to Portillo's and everyone's gonna yell at me for going to Portillo's, but I still like it. I don't care. Uh, that's their problem. It's delicious. I mean, you can't go wrong with an Italian beef. Yeah, it's a big Italian beef dunked in gravy. I, I don't. I don't need the best. I need. I need what I know is good. Exactly. Great hangover food also. Oh, the best. Let's go from there. So once again, the Deadcast is taping tonight at Thalia Hall. Tickets are still available at deadspin.com. 
doors are opening at 6 p.m. following a conversation with Drew and David Roth starting at 6.30 will be the Bears-Seahawks game. Uh, Drew, thanks so much for stopping by and chatting hey, today. Hey, thank you so much. It was awesome. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, dude. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.